E2? A2? Hey, who? We're not sure of this goaltender's name, but he got his first NHL victory tonight. Let's talk about it. Hey, everybody, this is John Scott, former Sharks All-Star MVP, and you are listening to another Teal Town USA podcast. Uh, wait, where's Puck Guy? Where's Where's Landy? What? What? It's not Sunday. Fuck am I doing here? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm here. I'm here, so I don't get fined. Um, ah, there we go. Oh, it's a 6-1 victory for the Sharks in Anaheim. But before you start planning the parade and etching names on silver shiny things, the 30th team in, you know, they, they beat the 32nd team. So it is what it is. McAniemi gets his first NHL start. Not the worst. You know, not the worst debut we've ever seen. Was it up there with Nolan Schaefer? Could be debated. Uh, but the Sharks came into this one with one win in their last eight games. The Ducks had previously won, or I should say the Ducks won their previous two. However, both in Anna or in overtime against San Jose. So you thought that, hmm, will they get the third? Especially because in those first two games, you had the first NHL hat trick from EK65. His first, or I should say the first hat trick ever by a San Jose defenseman. Either way, coming in a loss, but it is what it is. Uh, I mean, Ian, can again, it, San Jose wins the game, but can you get that excited about you know beating the pants off the worst team in the league? Yeah, I think so. Look at it. I think if you look at a few things. <laughs> it would I mean, have been really bad if they lost. <laughs> right. Like what? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> although I think if you're looking to, you know, if you're on team tank, that's a team that you want to shed some points to. But no, I think, um, I, I think, you know, you, you hit it right off the top. Like Ishu McAniemi comes in, plays a really good game. I mean, that's really positive playing in his first NHL game after being pretty solid for the Barracuda this season. Um, you know, I, I'd be excited about that. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there's any way that McAniemi doesn't start the next game coming up against Arizona? If James Reimer can go, then I think James Reimer probably goes back in net, but, um, no, I mean, if it's between him and Kapokakun and I would start McAniemi again. Well, and that's a great point because earlier today in the pregame this morning, uh, David Quinn, head coach of the Sharks, we all know. Uh, did say that Reimer is, you know, slowly but surely kind of day-to-day not, you know, was not penciling. I mean, I got to look at the schedule here, if you don't Mm -hmm. mind, for a second. So Tuesday at, uh, you know, hosting Arizona. Man, a lot of extra days uh, this coming week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, the Sharks have, like, played more, like, I thought they had played like a lot more games than teams in their division. They played more games than almost every team in the NHL. So this schedule week, had to gonna, lighten up. Yeah, this week, yeah, this week is going to be the come up. This is what mm-hmm. this is when everything's going to get like balanced out. So, uh, I mean, at Anaheim tonight, then they're off for three days. Then they host Arizona. Then they're, again, off for three days. Then go yep. down to LA and then have uh, you know a, a pair versus Calgary at home. So. Yeah, I even with three days, I'll tell you, David Quinn this morning did not sound the most confident 
that Reimer would be available to play against Arizona, perhaps at LA. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Sunday game versus Calgary is more likely. So yeah, I'm thinking right now, and I'm I'm only quoting what David Quinn has earlier said is whoever stops the puck more is going to get the start. And right now that's McAniemi. Yeah. I think, look, Kapu Kakinen's had a really rough year. Oof. Um, and I think that's putting it mildly like, um, for a goalie who, and I've said this on the show before, like a goalie who I was so excited about coming into the season, you and I'm me both totally off the Kapu Kakinen boat. And I'm just like, I'm just like, Oh, two year deal. Good. Cause that's about as long as he should be here at this rate. Um, <laughs> Dude, like when you start how... making Martin Jones look good, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. I mean, you know, and uh, look at, has the team in front of him done him a ton of favors? No, I, I, that should be stated, but they haven't done James Reimer a ton of favors either. And James Reimer yet continues to perform when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm so off the mat, the uh, Kapokakinen train right now. Uh, I mean, look at if he if he can find his game and go back to what we saw at the end of last season, I think that'd be great. But um, no, I think Mackie definitely deserved another another start to, and another opportunity to play again. And I was steering that ship, that Capo ship last season. Oh, oh I we all were, man. Like yeah. we were all so high on him. I mean, I think. I, I think Jerk is the only one that's still on the boat. Well, I was going to say, you know, I feel it wasn't Jerk like the one guy who was kind of like piloting the hill ship. Like he, he I, I, felt, I, I felt like he was the one guy who was like, I don't know. Aiden Hill has some, you know, he, he had a bad yeah. season. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's fair. I don't want to like, I don't want to put words in. Do it small without him being here <laughs> but i know like I, I i think he might be the only person still on the cockenden train at this point oh you right so uh let, let's get into a couple of things at the beginning of the night so uh cj Cease, after getting a look wednesday night versus vancouver he hits the bench because lorenz is good to go mm-hmm. harrington starting a second straight game i know you know it's it's funny because like Chichek, I thought he did some good things, but he also did some really bad things. And and yeah, and, and when your coach is saddled with the task of going Chichek Harrington, I mean, dude, is that not a Sophie's choice? Yeah, I I, I mean, <laughs> look at I like um I like Nick Chichek, um, but that call up confuddle like there's a lot of call ups that just kind of confuddle me. Uh, CJ Cease is another guy. I like CJC's, but when you look at like who was coming out of the lineup and, and you know, you're pushing guys up and down and stuff like CJC's was an interesting call up for me as well. Um, but you know, I don't control these things. So <laughs> I, I cover the team that is, uh, and the team that is, yeah, I mean, both guys, unfortunately not playing tonight for, unfortunately for them, but I mean, good for them to collect that NHL money. <laughs> Uh, evidently, uh, our buddy Shang saying McAniemi says this time, mm-hmm. knowing that he was playing his family and friends at home in Finland are up to watch this game, even though they're 10 hours ahead. So oh, yeah. good on them. You know, having, on, yeah. what, 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 what is it? like, a geez, what is that? A, uh, that's a 3am start. I want to say if it started yeah. seven here, oof, 
No, no, no. That can't be right. Five hours? No, 5 a.m. start. 5 a.m. start. I'm, I'm bad at early. Math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's goddamn early. Uh, so on this one, Meyer opens up the scoring off a great pass from EK65. I mean, just mm -hmm. tap in back door from Meyer. Uh, you know, I don't not. I'll say relatively early because it happened just after the 10 minute mark of the first. But at that point, you're kind of like, all right. You know, and it felt like early on the Sharks had some wheels, even though yeah. they were kind of behind on the uh, shot counter. Yeah, I thought they looked good early on. It was hard, right? Because I, I tweeted this out uh, during the first period. It's like, hey, Ian, what happened in the first period? I don't know. I'm too busy trying to video capture the Barracuda <laughs> letting in 100 goals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like from what I saw in between like capturing those uh those things to get them on the teal town usa account if you follow us on twitter if you don't uh, that's where you should be following us um and yeah but i thought i thought they did start well even though the shot clock didn't really show it at first um yeah. but i thought like the sharks came to play tonight i thought i thought they were pretty good the whole way through they it, it seemed like they were kind of juiced early maybe it was a case of look, we haven't been good in front of Kakinen lately and we're going to make a statement and give this, you know, this kid, McAniemi, you know, something to like, <laughs> he won't during the post game be able to go, I, uh, the Barracuda were better in front of me. I don't know what was just happening. <laughs> you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so after that, uh, in the, you know, the first 10 minutes were again, kind of, lackadaisical Anaheim had more of the looks. And then for some reason, run the 10 minute halfway point of the first, the ducks had a really hard time. I, I don't know what the sharks were doing, but they were making it very difficult for the ducks to gain the ozone. And if I remember correctly, I think during the last 10 minutes, the ducks went seven and a half without even getting a shot on goal. So at that point you have to be sitting there going, all right, again, 30th versus 32nd, but hey, mm -hmm. Sharks are doing what they're supposed to. I'm surprised. Like, I knew I didn't think the Ducks were going to be good. Like, I thought that the Sharks and Ducks would be fighting for the bottom of the division, but I didn't think the Ducks would be this bad this season. Like, I'm surprised by how bad the Ducks are. When you <laughs> consider, like, they have pieces. Like, their blue line's kind of garbage. The but they have, they have pieces that... I like, and I Don't like they have a Klingberg? lot. I mean, it's Klingberg, Fowler, and what else? I mean, but okay, but tell me about the Sharks. It's yeah. Carlson. Who else? Well, <laughs> you know no, what I mean. That's true. <laughs> Tail, uh, um, but I mean, like, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched enough Ducks games to really say how much of an impact Klingberg's had there, but. But if you look at if you look at that roster up and down, like you, there's exciting pieces up front. Uh, hello, Trevor Zegers. Right. Um, like again, a goalie who I'm concerned about now, and and John Gibson, but who has been good in the past. I just wonder if he's just like, if he just needs a change of scenery and maybe not seeing so much rubber. Oh, dude. But. I I, I don't know. Like I just I I didn't I I thought they'd be bad, but then like they're but they're really bad. 
I, I've been, I, I feel like I've been saying this for like two seasons now. Like how the hell Gibby hasn't pulled the whole trade me right fucking now card. I have no idea. Uh, the, you know, It'll the, come. The, I mean, you would hope after getting yanked tonight after two yeah. periods, you would think Laurel coming in hot on yes. the super chat. Laurel, love you so much. Uh, great win, great shows. Love you at Teal Town USA. Love you, Laurel. Love you back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. I'm glad yeah. to see you. Been a while. Is that, is that what it is? I need to make an appearance on After Dark for you to show up? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants that except for you, Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the another weird thing for tonight was... Um, Sturm seemed to bow out late in the first, wasn't there early in the second, uh, eventually showed up and scores a goal. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then scores a goal, and you're like, wait, what? What uh, oh, he was he was just conserving his energy. <laughs> that's that's all it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. He's like, I will concerning. come out here and work if Carlson gets a power play. Oh shit. Okay, now I gotta go out there. Gotta go, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Nico Sturm's a guy who I like. Um, oh, and love him. I think best offseason pickup in my book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I've been pretty happy with that one. Um, but yeah, obviously, he took that hit, which I didn't, and I still, even though I know he's missed time and that sucks, but like, I still don't have a problem with the hit that put him out. Nope, me neither. Um, same, same with the Nieto hit from Darlene. Oh, no, I was clean as fuck. Yeah. But you know he he's been out you know since then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it sucks. Like you don't like the outcome, obviously, but it's a contact sport. Yeah, and and that's you know that's one of the things that's kind of rubbed me you know irked me the wrong way. It was just like, well you know Nieto's been out now for a couple of games. Yeah, people take clean hits. It it happens. It's yeah, like it you say, a it's a contact. Sport. Yeah. So like we're, it's a, we're it's not a playing very pickleball. Fast-paced contact sport. Yeah. People are going to get hurt. It sucks. Like it it sucks and I I'm not here rooting for injuries and I'm not saying like it's not unfortunate that they Nieto got hurt but at the same time like when you have guys flying at each other the way these guys do people are going to get hurt. Like it's just inevitability. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> Whatever happened going to happen. Uh, let's see here from our buddy, Curtis Pichelka throwing down some more quotes from the game between the sharks and the ducks tonight. We don't know for sure when James Reimer will be back. Could be as soon as Tuesday versus Arizona. Either mm -hmm. way, the sharks will not carry three goalies. So could the team's brass possibly put Kakinen on waivers as LA did with Peterson? And keep McAnamie around. No. Now, see, and, and I would agree with you because I, and this is something we're going to talk talk about on the Pucknologist on Sunday, but mm -hmm. to me, in in my head, and tell me if I'm wrong, but if, if this Sharks team was about winning games, they're not calling up Chichek. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're not calling, they're not waving Svechnikov and then having him skate the next day in a game. Right. You know, it's like, no, they'd be yeah, what calling. what a weird thing that was, right? Two. Like, uh, <laughs> Svechnikov going on waivers. And then, like, and look, and look at, I think that's something that a lot of people were surprised. Like, oh, well, wait a second. Didn't he go through waivers? And, and I think something, like, the one thing about waivers that I think a lot of people 
most people get it. But for the people that don't, like just because you go on waivers doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to the AHL. That is an option. Once you clean waivers, you can go to the AHL or they can keep you up. Like you can put someone through waivers for the sole purpose of, you know, saying, well, you know, if someone picks them up and we lose a contract off the book, great, great for us. But you don't have to go to the AHL. It's an option after you clear waivers. Now, does it 90% make any of the impact? Let me ask you this. Does it make mm-hmm. any impact to their salary? If they're if they're waived and they clear waivers, even if they're back the next day playing an NHL game. No, especially well, not for Sveshnikov because he's on an NHL, he's on a oh, one-way deal. There you so go. So he okay. makes the same money regardless of where he plays. See, and but, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, so Sveshnikov going through waivers is weird because it's like, if you weren't sending him down, why put him through waivers in the first place? But I mean, again, like the Sharks have, don't have a lot of wiggle room, right? Because they, if you, if the Sharks, for example, made a waiver claim that would put them at 50 contracts, which means that until they remove a contract, they can't take on any more contracts because you have a 50 contract limit in the NHL. So I just, but it seems like a weird guy to play that game with yeah i don't in my opinion like i it, it, it's a big uh oh it's fetch a two-way deal oh well there you go i thought he was on one way deal but he's apparently he's on two-way deal but even still like he, as long as he's as long as he's playing in the nhl he's on a he's he's getting paid his nhl money regardless what? of if he clears waivers or not if you play in the nhl you're on <laughs> i gotta tell you that, that i mean there's been times on the pucknologist where i'm just like I likes me some fetch. Like, yeah, I, it's it was a weird player. Like I said, I I've, I don't have an issue with them. I think the Sharks have a lot of that guy, but it didn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, for I've him liked to him be for the most part. He's had some bonehead games, but I think you can say that just about every goddamn player on the Sharks right this season. I mean, maybe you know Carlson and Meyer are your exceptions. But yeah, I, you yeah. Know. Oh shit, he is on a two-way deal. I'll be damned. There you go. Uh, 350k. Wow. Our He's our a nice one. <laughs> our buddy Darren Stevens at Shark Stats on Twitter says at age 23 years, mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a Canadian conversion? No, still the same. Okay, cool. <laughs> still the same. <laughs> 23 years, 234 days old. Uh, Ato. E2, depending on your pronunciation. McAniemi is the youngest goalie in Sharks history to win in his first NHL start. The previous record holder. Guess. Nabokov? You're close. Same era. Toscola. The other one. Went to Calgary. Oh, Mika Kiprasov. Yeah, yeah Kiprasov. 24-164, April 8th, 2001, also at Anaheim. Huh. That's weird how that shit works out. So uh, let, let's finish up with this. So uh, like I said, Meyer opens up the scoring. Beautiful tap. Yeah. Tap, t- tap it in. Just tap it in. Uh, Scott Harrington. I'm not even sure what the hell that was. <laughs> the, um, I mean, it, blue was just, line it, was, it was a lucky deflection and off Fowler. Yeah. And obviously it changed the directions. Gibson's waiting for the shot to go one way. It goes the other way. It goes into the net. Uh, tough break for Gibson. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, not, not a great night for Fowler, by the way. 
Uh, but on that one, all of a sudden, Meyer, two-point night. Gotta love it. Uh, following that up, the Sharks do get a power play. Eric Carlson with a, uh, a a slapper that you can write home about. I mean, an absolute blast from the blue line makes it 3 nothing. That gives Carlson his second point of the night. Also, that one gives Hurdle his second point of the night. So you got, in the first three goals... Meyer, goal and an assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, yeah, first three. Meyer, goal and assist. Carlson, goal and assist. Hurdle, two apples. And you're going, yeah, feels kind of good, especially because the Carlson one came on a power play. Power play does seem like it has come on eh, scotch. Now, granted, the b- bar has been set kind of low. Yeah. But, <laughs> you, you know, and, and again, 32nd team in the NHL, but you got to feel like, all right, they're up by three goals. And if you're on one side of the uh, dividing line, you're kind of like, and here's where Anaheim comes back <laughs> because yeah. the Sharks can't hold a goddamn lead. Or you're like, hey, McEnany could be the difference in this one and be like, bitches, I want a shutout. And hey, you know what? He played for it for a long stretch. And uh, I feel like Zegris... Got lucky in the midway of the second period. So the angle that they showed that goal from, I don't know. Like when I first saw that goal, I'm like, well, that's, you know, he's played a really good game, but that's not a good goal. Um, not now, a the good angle goal. That they Curtis Pashelka. Pashelka called it a soft goal. I felt I like thought it was too. I, I, I thought it was a soft goal, but maybe Shimmick screened it just to scouch. And that's what I can't, uh, you couldn't tell from that angle, like, because of the angle you're watching the play at, you can't really see if Shimmick's screening McInniemy. So you could give McInniemy the benefit of the doubt there. I think it was yeah. a soft goal, but I mean, other than that, like big deal. So, you know, that's going to happen. Kid playing his, his first NHL start um, against how, one of the best shooters in the league. How dare you give up a soft goal when we're up for nothing? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like <laughs> I starting think in your first you NHL it game, it is, it's a soft goal, but like, <laughs> you know, does that take away from McIntyre's night? No, absolutely not. No, uh, Stolarz would replace Gibson to start the third. Uh, yeah. Zegers got called for interference on Barabanov. This is a this is one thing that I did want to get into a little mm-hmm. bit. A scotch. <clears throat> I gotta I, I gotta tell you and follow the Teal Town USA Twitter account because we always have gifts from scoring plays and penalty plays. Uh, tonight was some of the weakest calls yeah. I have seen in quite some time. Meyer got called, f- or no, not my, uh, who was it? Somebody hooked Meyer mm-hmm. and I'm like, that was a hook. Like that wasn't even close to a hook. <laughs> yeah. there, there was some really just egregiously bad calls. Zegris getting called for interfering with Barabanov, I thought was just horrendous yeah but it is what it is uh but it was another you know power play opportunity for the opponent where the sharks gave up a two-on-one while shorthanded and i'm sitting there going i'm hearing david quinn's voice in my head is that we keep making the same mistakes over and over and tonight was another one of those ian Mm -hmm. no i completely 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 agree um, with that, um, you know, the sharks 
they have to they have to be better um i mean it's it seems really silly you know it seems like a really simple thing to say when your team is <laughs> thank you captain obvious <laughs> where the sharks are but yeah um there are definitely things in the sharks game that just it surprises me that they haven't been cleaned up and i think some of it of course is going to be well look at the you know look at some of the guys are skating on the ice like you have to expect some of these things to happen but yeah they just there's there's things that obviously david quinn's harping on and I think he's trying to fix. I think like I, you know, David Quinn, I think has been given a pretty tough task um, this season. I think he's done okay. And I, I think he's made the team. This team is a, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, they could have just kept Bob. Bugner. You're right. They could have, but that Bob Bugner team wasn't fun to watch. This team's at least fun <laughs> to watch. <laughs> uh, see now the, uh, now I want to get into it with you a little bit. It's, Let's go. <laughs> well, no, it's just kind of like, okay, all right. They might be more fun to watch. I will say, though, that during the Bugner era of last year, I don't know that there are too many games that I can think about in my mind where I felt as if the Sharks had decided to say, they looked at the scoreboard and said, eh, where, where's that white flag again that we need to wave? And this last week or so, mm-hmm. I don't know, Vancouver, I, I felt like that kind of happened. Definitely at Buffalo, kind of at Ottawa, where it's, you know, they played three games and allowed seven power play goals. I felt yeah. as during that stretch, they were like, holy crap, can somebody do something and it not be me? And I never felt that three-game stretch during Bugner last season. And I think there's other people that would sit there. I think they could literally make the argument that on paper, last season's Sharks team through the first 30 games, on paper more talented than what you have now simply because they had burns. Yeah. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it, The thing is, though, is last year, the one thing that Bob Bugner got, I think that if you look at the difference between like this last little stretch and the Sharks of last year was they had goaltending that kept them in games. And this last stretch, they just, Aaron Dell wasn't that great. Well, he was good for one game. He he was good. He had that nine thirty-five in the one game, and then the next game was was ass. Yeah, right. And and Kapokokkinen hasn't really. He's had. I I I would say Kapokokkinen's had one good game this year. Well, I was. uh, Yeah, no, you you're probably right. Uh, Well, more than one because I will tell you, I I track this shit. Okay, (laughs) as a good host is supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) so i will give you this right now as i'm literally updating it on my uh uh rundown Mm -hmm. rhymer's last six starts 857 ass yeah not great either right i think that's what that's well hold on let me finish trying to get you though is like the shark's goaltending has been so deflating like it's been you know you you joked earlier about martin jones but it's been that it's been that kind of deflation but okay, but let me finish. Okay. So last five for Reimer, eight fifty seven, mm-hmm. ass, nine seventy six. Mm-hmm. Hey now, hey now, seven hundred. Fuck out of here. 
923. Hey. Yeah. Nine, 933. Oh, who's your daddy? Kakinen, last five. 750. Fuck you. Yeah. 872. Who? Yeah. Shut out. Yeah. Right. It's one good game. Yeah, I was going to say. And then 800, 731. So, yeah, Kakinen has one good game sandwiched between four horribles. Mm-hmm. Dell for his two starts. 865 is last go around. The one before that, 935. Yeah. And then tonight, McAniemi, 958, previous game, but only for one period. And, for one period, and, right. And OT, 789. Not horrible, but I'm. But that's one of those ones. You can't hang on Mackie because of, like, no warm-up. Didn't know he was starting. Right, I, I it was yeah. like he was just thrown to the wolves, and it was like, good luck, youngster. Yeah, and I just, I think the difference, like, I just think there's been, like, over that stretch, though, like, there was some just really deflating goals, right? Oh, I think, yeah. like, you you want to, like, that has an impact on your team. It's hard to play in front of a, a goalie who's just letting everything in when you don't have any faith that, you know, like, oh, we're going to score a goal. Like, the Sharks have managed to get some offense going uh, of late. Like, they've definitely been able to put points on the board, but if you can't, if you if you're not if you can't put enough points on the board to overcome your goaltending, which I don't think the Sharks <laughs> have the offense to do if your goaltending isn't good. I I don't know, man. Well, t- okay. <clears throat> this is something that has been bandied about. I've heard on NHL radio this week. Now, it's it's a fun topic to jump into based on where all the numbers are on and you know what the situations sure. are. Were the Sharks wrong to get Kakinen and Jettison Hill? No. No, I think with the information you had at the time, you made the right move. Aiden Hill was not good last year. Like, yeah, okay, he had a shadow and then was gone for the rest of the season. But what happened before that? Aiden Hill was not good yeah. last year. And Kakinen, yeah, the wins weren't there, but the play was. Like, based on the information you had, and that's why we always say goalies are voodoo, they made the right move. Now look at Aiden Hill, to his credit, has played really good this year. He's also playing behind the best defense in the Pacific. Ooh, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Vegas has the best defense in the Pacific? Who would you who name three defensemen you would take over their top three in the Pacific? I mean, it's it's not so much of a naming thing as it's just like They've been scorched defensively. They've been able to outscore yeah. a lot of their, you know, their <laughs> stupidity. Uh, you you do make a great I'm, point, though. Uh, you know, I, L.A. If you count Dowdy twice, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, Seattle. That's not right. Yeah. So I don't know. Edmonton. Well, you know what? I think you might be able to make a call for Edmonton or maybe even Calgary because Calgary, it hasn't been defense that has been their issue. It's been offense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I might play that card. This sounds like a teal-tinted conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so let's finish this off. Uh, later in the third, Couture would take a shot from Fowler off the leg, hopefully uh, with this extended off time you know when i say extended extended off time we're 
we're so used to, you know, day off, game day, day off, game day. Uh, from tonight, the Sharks play at Anaheim. They will come back tonight. The, the, hell, for all I know, they're probably like putting the bags on the plane right now. They're off for the entire weekend and Monday. Uh, so I think what we're probably saying is, if you know Logan Couture's address, uh, probably football party at his house on Sunday. There you go. Uh, but they're not going to play again until Tuesday in Arizona. And there is a particular person who said a few weeks ago that he would donate $50 to the Teal Town USA podcast if the Sharks lose to Arizona. So don't think we won't be talking about that on Sunday night. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the next game, Tuesday at Ari- uh, versus Arizona, then off three days again. So it's it's literally off three days, Arizona, off three days at L.A., then you got to come home and then the next night face Calgary. And it's one of those rare silliness things where they're going to play at LA on Saturday and then play the next night hosting Calgary, then have a day off. And then on Tuesday host Calgary again. Right. How, how is it that you're going to host the same team? They're not going anywhere, but you're going to put a night in between. Oh, God, fuck you. NHL schedules. All right. So, um, Either way, uh, up by three, eight minutes left, probably a good idea for, for Couture to like, you know, bounce off at that point. Bonino got an empty netter. Lawrence, or Lawrence, excuse me, piles on six to one. And then it's six to one. Gadjevic and Carrick go at it. Why? Because Carrick ran hurdle. Okay, fine. Like, I, honestly, like, <laughs> I'm glad because I thought that... You think it's like, like the only t- time like, this season that the Sharks have actually stepped up for somebody getting run? Well, I mean... Feels like, like an, it. I say he got run. I mean, it wasn't the most, like, egregious hit ever, but I thought it was a little bit late. And, you know, I, like, I'm glad that somebody... Because at first, I'm like, I, like, Hurdle looked like he was going to fight Carrick, and I'm like, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> like, why are we letting like hurdle have to fight Sam Carrick of all things. Like, so I'm glad he didn't, you know, like, but I'm glad that Gadjevich said no, like, and, and no, like enough is enough here. Like, yeah, we winning and you're not going to take runs at our guys now. Like I said, do I think like it was the most egregious hit ever? No, it wasn't. But at the same point, like you have to, you can't just let late hits on your star player go unpunished. So I'm glad Gajevich took a number and took care of business. Like, hell yeah, it's fine. I I'm fine with it. Like there's sometimes, like I said, I'm not like fighting's dumb, but I'm not like anti-fighting. Like I, I, I think that there's still times where it has the place in the game. Like, do I like it when, you know, uh, you throw out your fourth line against my fourth line off the face off and everyone fights? No, that's stupid. <laughs> but in a situation like that, no, I, Take a number. Take care of business. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, Let's let's uh, a couple more things. One of the best, if if not the absolute best, through 30 games this season. One of the best second periods the Sharks have had this entire season, without a doubt. Just based on scoring, because uh, it's it's. It's been a shit show. 
<laughs> Let's be honest. I've been tracking this since the beginning of the season. Right now, goals for, goals against, the Sharks are plus two. Goals for, goals against, after tonight, they're still dash seven. Yeah. So if I'm calling that out as a dash seven, that goes to show you how bad it was a few games back. It was much worse than dash seven. And it's not better in the third. It's dash eight. So mm-hmm. to see them score th- uh, three in the second period with the long change and everything, and <clears throat> like you said, to I mean, that Zegras goal, you know. It so, wasn't great, but it is. You know, but it didn't kill the team either. Like exactly. It it's it's not like they, you know, saw that and like folded their tents or anything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with that. But I will say, let, let's talk about the broadcast for a second tonight. Uh, you know, ESPN, yikes. <sighs> uh, there, there was a quote during the game that said, uh, uh, Leah Hextall, the Sharks are known for giving up goals in the final two minutes. They lead the league with 20 times this season. Well, thanks for getting everybody in San Jose on your boat. <laughs> but I got to say, dude, Leah Hextall, for all the shit that she gets, I don't mind her delivery. I think she has a smooth voice. I think she has a nice delivery. She has a, a nice, deep, deeper tone. Rather than being, you know, kind of screechy and nasally and, you know, so I'm fine. I just feel like she needs some reps and she needs to get off of the crutch of whenever Cassie says something about somebody, whether it's a player, a group of players, whatever, man, Hextall has a big problem with going that they are that they did. Yeah, I, that I mean, they can't. That he is. It's like stop that. I will say this about <laughs> the ESPN, like the ESPN broadcast, right? And like it's, it's, it's obviously it's look horrible. It. It's it's bad. How um, are they this bad? It's what, super the, bad. You're you're literally quote unquote the sports leader, and you're this. Fu- TNT knew nothing about sports except for basketball. Then they kill it. Yeah, exactly. I don't even get this. The, the, uh, oh God, what's that? Linda Cohn. Oh my God. The Linda Cohn interview. She did like three. She did the interview with uh, Carlson. Mm-hmm. She did a hit with, uh, Dallas Eakins. She did a hit with, um, what's our coach again? David Quinn. David Quinn. <laughs> she did a, Quinn. <laughs> she did a hit with Zegris asking him about going to Disneyland and it being the anniversary of the first Michigan goal. Really? Like, wh- why even bother? I don't know. And see, here's the thing too, so right? Like, stupid. I can deal with like, look at, I, I want, and I need, I, I hate that I even have to say this, right? <laughs> but I, but you have to say it. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna say this. Look at, I do not have a problem with women being in the box doing play by play, doing color. Like this, this is not my problem. I just think that Leah Hextall. Her individually is not very good at it, and it guess does. What? It has nothing to do with the fact that she has no, no, female no, exactly. genitalia. She's just not very good at it. Yeah. And guess what? There are a lot of men on other broadcasts Brett in Hedekin. this league that are also not very good at it. So it's Brett not like Hedekin. she's fucking alone in this. <laughs> the thing that drives me crazy about the ESPN is just like they're just technically. 
Oh, like, dude, there's always during the team commentary goes the off. Like the... commentary just turns off. Hold on. The commentary will desync with the play. <laughs> dude, the Timo Meyer goal, the first goal of the game. And you literally heard somebody like unplug the microphones. Right? And so while they're showing the replay, there's zero broadcast audio. Right. I didn't even know the team was scored because I'm too busy trying to like get the Barracuda shit sorted out. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, apparently Timo scored. That would have been nice to like know that I need to like switch back over to that game to, <sighs> to see that goal. It's like, you know, hey, on, you know what? As we're we're forty minutes and we got to start wrapping this up, but you make okay. a you you bring up a great point. Uh, no, I'm going to tell you to go ahead. You were the only one who had the horse eye on what ended up being what sounded like a complete throttle of the San Jose Barracuda. <laughs> oh uh, this sounded like like if you had the need for speed, uh, this game, yikes! So give us a sec to transition, baby. Oh, how just fuck, dude. How about what what was the end? 6 1? Uh, 8 to 3. Oh, for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Now, look at Seattle Kraken affiliate. And, and and this was Strauss? Uh, no, it was both. Um, Hold now, on, both. Who's the other one? Dell? Aaron Dell. Oh, shit. Okay. Who started? Who finished? And Aaron how Dell bad was it? Game. Uh, Strauss Man finished the game. Oof. Now, Coachella Valley has been really, really good. And I knew coming into this game, like I, I remember uh, we we spoke about this on the Pucknologist last Sunday, um, where I said that they were going to be in tough against this Coachella Valley team. Um, now, luckily for them, fortunately for them, uh, they, Seattle Kraken decided that they could not keep um, a one Shane Wright down in the AHL anymore because he was only on a conditioning stint. So Shane Wright gets called back up. I think there's a lot of Kraken fans that would agree with that, but go ahead. <laughs> for sure. Um, but for Coachella Valley, they've been really, really good this year. Really, really hot. I knew they were going to be in tough. Um, again, this Barracuda team is in a tough spot right now. Um, they're still being, their blue line is being buoyed out by guys on PTOs, which is never a good situation. Um, and look at this is a team that um, has some offense, but I wouldn't say they're an offensive juggernaut. Um, by any stretch of the imagination, they do have some offense. Um, yeah, so Aaron Dell starts this game. He's completely under siege. I don't look at. There's a couple of goals that Aaron Dell let in that <laughs> after the you, first period, it was they were down five to one. <laughs> correct. Um, and the shots were just something. You know, I can't remember. It was who the seventeen, shots. To, 17 four. to four. Seventeen to four. <laughs> uh, after the first period, right? Like the play was always was all in the Barracuda end. So obviously look at Arendelle, not a great night for Arendelle, but he got no help. Um, defensively, I thought the Barracuda were kind of a mess um, and they weren't good. So yeah, so Coachella Valley, obviously they get out to a two nothing lead. Um, and here's the unfortunate thing too, because I don't think that Joey Decord, who was a net for Coachella Valley had a particularly strong night. Uh, Jeffrey Vial scored his fourth of the season on uh, a breakaway First shot on goal that uh, Decord faced. Also and had then, an assist tonight. Yep, and then on the second, um, on the, the the second shot on goal, Decord almost let that one in too, right? So if the Barracuda got off to a better start, 
you know, maybe they get up by a couple of goals and it's a completely different game. Obviously, that's not what's happened because Cole Lind, uh, who is just amazing tonight, uh, came back right back, like less than a minute later, scores his eighth of the season. He would go on to score three more goals uh, this game. I mean, dude, um, when you throw up a Hattie, probably a good night for you. Probably a good night. Um, Barracuda did get uh, on the board um, in the second, though. Uh, William Eklund scored a pretty nice goal. So it was nice to see William Eklund get on the board. And then uh, Onyabuchi got a nice goal in the third. But at the end of the day, I mean, this game was all Coachella Valley for the most part. Uh, and even after Onyabuchi scored, then there was two more scored. Well, um, and, the... I mean, dude, I, I, I just look at the summary and it's yeah. like first period, one Coachella Valley penalty, three for San Jose. In, yep. the, se- in the second, that you know, they traded two for two, but in the third, <laughs> five Barracuda penalties to two for the for Coachella Valley. I love the fact, though, I don't, I don't know what I think is more funny is that when I say five in the third, the fact that Patrick McGrath got a major for slashing five minutes at the 20-minute mark and a game misconduct, or the fact that to start off the third for Coachella Valley – Former San Jose Shark Matt Tennyson got mm-hmm. two got two minutes for roughing. Uh, yeah, pretty uh, not again not a great night. Arundel played the first period and then uh, Strossman started the second uh, and then con- and played the rest of the game. Strossman came in. I thought he did really well. Um, all things considered, again the shots were pretty heavily in favor of Coachella Valley through the entire game. Um, Again, penalty problems again. I think the the one power play goal they scored uh, was a five on three. The Max Jeez. McCormick goal that made it, you know, a bajillion to, to three. Let me ask um, you this. Uh, Ryan Merkley tonight. I mean, Ryan Merkley is a player that a lot of Sharks fans are looking at where it's just kind of you know, <laughs> rightly or wrongly. Oh, the savior, you know, the blah, blah, blah. He had two penalties, tonight, a tripping and mm-hmm. an unsportsmanlike. Both warranted? Unsportsmanlike, I can see it. Um, Ryan Merkley has like the best shit eating grin in the <laughs> NHL. I think like he he is You're like right. Ryan Merkley has such a punchable face, <laughs> and I say that with like with all the love in the world. Like, but I think he has the most punchable fucking face <laughs> on the team, and I love him for it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I I think. <sighs> I, I don't remember the tripping penalty, but I know like the unsportsman like with Colin doesn't because that's what he does, right? Like he aggravates people. Um and taking Colin with him for unsportsmanlike conduct, I'll take that trade any day. Hell yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's you know, um a rough uh, game for the Barracuda. I think they're they're gonna have to have a much better game tomorrow. I think stress. No, 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 no. Get... Not tomorrow. Oh, not Sun- tomorrow, you're right. Sunday. Sunday, correct. Because uh, what's the, uh, tonight was Top Gun. What is oh health workers? Top health, Gun. No, no. Tonight was Top Gun. Right. Sunday, if I remember correctly, is a promotion for Healthline Frontline Workers. So if that's the game you're going to go to this weekend, please get out there like i i would literally be at that game if it wasn't on a sunday night where you know jerk and i have to do our little dog and pony show 
would love to be out there to support the frontline workers. And for sure. So for that, when I see the Barracuda throw down their auction, I'm going to be uh, bidding on some stuff because I would love to raise money for that cause. Absolutely. Uh, Sunday night, they will face the Bakersfield Condors. Yes. Uh, How are they doing so So Bakersfield is a team that they should, that's a winnable. I mean, currently eighth in the Pacific. San Jose Mm -hmm. is sixth. So you would hope. I'm looking at the stats right now. San Jose Barracuda, 12 wins, 10 losses. Bakersfield, eight wins, 12 losses. You would look at that and go, ah, that's probably one that the CUDA should have, not to mention the fact that, again, this is something that we kind of talked about early on Mm -hmm. in this one, is it's not like, (laughs) again, the, the Sharks, they're done between now and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So nothing's going to change. It's not like suddenly Barabana, or I'm sorry, not Barabana, Bordalo and Eklund and whoever are going to get fucking called up to San Jose tomorrow. It's like, no, they, no. they're they going to have all the pieces. And let's be honest, they may, in fact, if the next game is tomorrow, they may send down McAniemi just to let him go again tomorrow. They might. Um, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do um, because I think. I mean, they'll probably give him a could. rest for doing what he did. Yeah, I mean, they could send him he... down and they could play him again. I don't think they would though. I think Strauss yeah. Man gets that start. Sure. Well, you said Dell got the start tonight, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah so yeah, Strauss Man finished the game, but I still think you go with Strauss Man again. Yeah, Man's gonna get the look. So. Uh, tonight, three stars of the game, Eric Carlson. What a fucking yep. shock. Timo Meyer and McAniemi. Uh, probably not the, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's quite rare. Well, maybe it's only if you play in Vegas, but you don't see it very often where the home team picks up all three stars. Like it always feels like the local media is going to figure out a way to pick up one of their guys, but that was sure. not the case tonight. But the How thir- could you? Yeah. Right? The 30th NHL team beats the 32nd NHL team. Quick, call the media. Uh, one of the things that I do want to say, if I heard this correctly, uh, again, Leah Hextall. <laughs> again, I, I like your tone. I like your delivery. I just think you have a few crutch phrases that you need to get out oh, of. Oh, I don't. I think I think it's like if if you asked Alexa to to give you play by play, that's what it would sound like. Oh, really? See, I yeah. don't. Ha- I don't have that much of a problem with the that everybody else does. But you know what? I've got a huge problem with other people, so it is what it is. But I and so this is something that was called out tonight during the broadcast is it sounded like and let me let me pull this this is something that i'm gonna have to go look up it mm-hmm. sounded as if they were saying that this tuesday and i might not have heard it right so don't come after me on social media <laughs> it sounded like as if they said either arizona one of the next three to four games was going to be randy hans 2000th game And the reason why I point this out is because I did notice (laughs) in a big way (laughs) 
Who, the Sharks played Vancouver on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and and I go and I download the photos from those. Dude, half the fucking photos were were of Randy Hahn. I'm going, what the hell is going on? I'm like, so we can expect that there's going to be some article about him. I don't know why, and but and then tonight I heard it's like, oh, Rand, you know, the next game is going to be Randy Hahn's two thousandth game, which. I mean, hello, dude. I mean, that's the coolest fucking thing ever. If it's a milestone, yeah, dude. Now, if if that's the case, if it like, I want to look it up and like, is it this Tuesday when the Sharks are hosting Arizona? All of a sudden, I want to buy tickets. You know, yeah. so I want to fucking show up and say, "Randy, just high five. How you doing?" Like, dude, that was me. That you think about how key he was. To bringing a hockey team to San Jose, oh my God! Give him all the stick taps. I want to see the documentary on Netflix, like all <laughs> that shit. Hell yeah. yeah! So hopefully that happens. But- yeah, I, I, that's one thing I do like. I I don't. It's funny because like I don't really miss the Sharks broadcast, but I do miss Randy Hahn. Yes, I would agree. Completely. The one thing, like the one thing that's really annoyed me about my current subscription services, that I always seem to get like the the other feed for the (laughs) The game. The B team. (laughs) So it's like, and some, it's it. Sometimes it's fine, right? Like, I mean, you especially like for this year where I'm watching the Barracuda as much as I am, and I'm watching the Sharks as much as I am. Like, I don't get to watch a lot of out of outside of San Jose games. So it's it's nice to get an idea of what's going on with other teams through other feeds, obviously, but sure. yeah, man, I miss Randy Hahn. Oh, how can you not? So with that, I think it's probably time to wrap this one up, put a nice little bow on it. Look, the, the Sharks get their uh, second win in their last nine games. We'll see if they can keep it up again. Uh, I mean, Ian, in order to clear this out uh, between now and hitting the halfway mark, Arizona, you would think, winnable game. <laughs> At L.A. Did, didn't they just beat the Bruins tonight, though? I don't know. Maybe not. That's what I'm saying. I know. That's a, the Dude, uh, Arizona with 4,200 strong watching. Yeah. So I don't know about that. And then at L.A., then you got back-to-backs with Calgary. Uh, last time I looked, decent team. And you know that Daryl Sutter would love to always beat his former team then yeah. hosting minnesota eh, whatever at vancouver i mean dude vancouver just handed it to you the other night mm-hmm. especially with patterson in overtime then it's like well philadelphia well we beat them in overtime in philadelphia so maybe we got a shot but then oh shit we got to go to dallas on new year's eve and face Oof. our pavelski yeah. nemesis and then you sit there and go, well, you know what makes us feel better about that is the next day we get to go to Chicago and sit on our ass. Right? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's... <laughs> it's uh, there's To a lot be of honest, for grabs there. Well, the, a lot of points up for grabs there, but I would... I would Like, I just mean over that schedule that you just listed, I think there's a lot of points up for lot grabs. Of points, a lot of points to up for grabs, but I fe- also feel like over the last 10 games or so, also a lot of points up for grabs i will tell you at 40 the 41st game for the sharks boston 
That's a kick in the balls. Yep. Right? But then after that, at Arizona, okay, well, probably got a decent shot, but like you pointed out just a second ago, they just beat Boston, so who knows? But then at L.A., Edmonton, for the first time this season, I might add, Edmonton, but then New Jersey, who saw this fucking team coming? Not me, man. I I have no idea what happened to this New Jersey (laughs) team. But like, then I, leading, I leading, dude, leading into the all-star break, Dallas. Oh, just, you know, swapping Ouch. spit with Winnipeg to, uh, you know, lead their div mm-hmm. at Columbus. Oh, okay. There's your reprieve. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The jets too. There's another team where it's like, no, but it's surprise. like at Columbus. It's like Columbus could like, if there's only other one other team, that could be potentially worse than Columbus in the NHL right now. And it's literally San Jose. But then you have to go, it's 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 this ridiculous road trip with the all-star game thrown in between it. At Columbus, at Boston, oh, just leads their div. At mm-hmm. Detroit, remarkably better than they used to be. At Carolina, oh, that's gonna be fun facing the, you know, the the fellow Wookie mm-hmm. at Pittsburgh, who despite I don't know, father time is still trying to make shit happen. Then you get a week or so off. Then it's at Tampa. Well, that's a kick in the balls. It's like you're out on the East Coast and you got to fly back home, spend a week, and then fly back to the East Coast to play at Tampa, at Florida. Okay, Florida, a little bit of a uh, a fraction of what they once were. Once were. And then at Washington, and I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to put this out here. Somebody screen cap this. Screen cap it right now because this is so sharks. Get your phones out. Screen cap what I'm about to say. Sunday, February 12th, when the sharks are at Washington, Ovechkin is going to break some sort of record, whether it's tying Gretzky, beating Gretzky. I don't care if it's for points or goals or whatever. Oh, it's too far away to do that. that. Is, dude. I don't know. Have you been paying attention to how many empty netters Ovechkin? Is yeah, getting? yeah, yeah. But he's still like he's <laughs> he's he is right now. He's like still. I'm just saying. Last I checked, he was 99 goals behind Gretzky. Dude, That's a lot I, of goals to score between now and then. I'm just saying. You underestimate the Sharks <laughs> in giving Ovechkin that many goals. I'm just saying. February 12th against the Capitals, the Sharks are going to give Ovi some sort. Of record-setting stat. That's all I'm going to put out there. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, so, we thank you very much for joining us uh, after a, a little bit of a Friday night. Hey, now, one of those rare Sharks wins that we'd love to see. It would be great if they could figure out how to do this shit at home, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I feel bad because they've been just so garbage at home. Oh, like, dude, it's, dude what, are, what are they right now? Like 2 and 15? It's it's horrible. Yeah, 2, 8, and 5 at home, I believe. <sighs> yeah. Don't want to see that. So, uh, again, uh, I will be back on Sunday night with you, 7 o'clock with the one and only Hockey Jerk to deliver the Pucknologist podcast. And you know what? Uh, last time I looked, oh, look at that. The Barracuda are playing at the same time. So we might need to drag Ian's ass in here one more time 
<laughs> next Sunday night. We, we could do that. I think we could, because when did the Barracuda start? Like 5 o'clock? Something 5 like o'clock. That. Yeah, well, a little early. So, yeah, I think at the end of the Pucknologist, after uh, Barracuda ends, we could drag you in to sit there and go, yeah, if you thought the game against Coachella Valley was bad, let oh, me tell you something. <laughs> let's hope not. <laughs> So with that, uh, any last words, I guess, until Sunday, Ian? No, I'm pretty, like I said, when the Sharks do good, it's good. I mean, what, so you're what more spent. can I say? I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm spent. I'm spent. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. So uh, I'm going to catch you. Uh, hey, hey, Ian, I have to actually, uh, big props to Ian. And I guess perhaps to Puck Guy for going on vacation. But uh, Ian... Totally appreciate you inviting me in to have fun tonight. Yeah, no, I'm glad. Uh, I'm I'm glad that I didn't have to do this alone because I think Ian solo shows are really not good. Um, and just so I'm nothing glad but that, curses. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> solo shows are hard, man. Solo shows are so fucking hard. They are. So I'm glad that you uh, were uh, up to to join me on a rare after dark appearance. Oh, this is cool. Totally. I, I, I dig this. this oh, this... Michael molasses. When, when, when they put me in the ground, when the sharks do good, it's good. will be on my tombstone. I'm sure. What, 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 what did I miss? He <laughs> said, I'm going to put that on a plaque. Cause I say that so much. And I'm like, it's going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> Here lies Ian. When the sharks do good, it's good. Well, there you go. So in case you missed it, you can catch Teal Town USA everywhere. If you missed a show, you can always hear it on your favorite podcast catcher. Always can find it on YouTube. I mean, all you need to do, just hit the subscribe button. Boom. You're going to hear everything that we do, whether it's on podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn. But Jesus Christ, there's too many to list. There is. But dude, like, stop. <laughs> so with that, I guess I will say the next Teal Town USA podcast is going to come at you this Sunday night, 7 o'clock, the time that you're used to hearing it. Thank God. How many more pucknologists have to take over? <laughs> we'll have to kill those. So with that, um, at Ian Blogs Hockey, at AJ underscore strong. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we'd appreciate it. If you don't want to, that's, that's fine, fine too. too. Yeah, absolutely fine. But we thank you very much for joining us tonight after a 6-1 victory, the San Jose Sharks over the Anaheim Ducks. We will catch you all Sunday night or next Tuesday, Sharks versus Desert Dogs. Good night, everybody.